Huddling Up with Upper Cumberland coaches and players. Clay County rallies to stay unbeaten, a milestone in Monterey, and Cumberland County continues their resurgence. From ucsportsnation.com, this is the High School Playbook. The Upper Cumberland's place to talk prep sports. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Quality products, a high level of workmanship. Mountain Barn Builders, storage buildings, animal shelters, gazebos. Visit Highway 127 between Jamestown and Clark Range. Week six of the high school football season is officially come and gone. We are officially into the second half of the season. Good morning and welcome to Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive with the High School Playbook with Tom Duggan this morning. A lot to get to today, a lot of scores from around the Upper Cumberland. Some coaches to talk with today. Let's first hit the Friday night in the Upper Cumberland scoreboard. Last night, Clay County, they had to rally from a 14-7 deficit, scored two un unanswered touchdowns in the fourth quarter. They beat Westmoreland 21-14 as Clay County stays undefeated on the season. Cookville, another tough loss for the Cavaliers, their fourth in a row. Bar, uh, Mace Thomason passed for 197 and two touchdowns, but Gallatin came out on a 28-12 victory over the Cavaliers last night. It was Cumberland County over Polk County 24-10 as Cumberland County got their first win on the road since the first game of the 2015 season. DeKalb County built up a 35-7 lead at halftime. Cruz passed Cannon County on homecoming 49-7. Isaac Knowles with five total touchdowns, three on the ground, two through the air. Jackson County on homecoming shuts out Livingston Academy 21-0. Monterey, a big win for them as they score 41 points in the first half. Mason Bowman eclipses 1,000 yards for the season, 48-24 on homecoming against the Tennessee Heat. Stone Memorial, a 29-0 shutout of York Institute. It was Upperman over Watertown 16-8 as Terrence Deadman and Jackson Rollins each with a touchdown. And it was Siegel over Warren County 42-12. Green Hill, a 56-27 shootout winner over White County. We want to get right to Monterey this morning as Coach Scott Hughes in the house with us here at Chick-fil-A this morning. And, uh, Coach, first and foremost, a great win last night, impressive win on homecoming. And uh, we'll address the milestone coming up in a few minutes. But uh, you deal with all those homecoming distractions. Did it affect your team any at all last night? Uh, no. we You know, our, our group's pretty mature. And uh, we always talk about uh, homecoming being the one job that we have during the whole thing is, is to win the game. Uh, but, but you know, our guys, we, we do want them to enjoy being a teenager. So, you know, several of those guys were involved in activities and things of that nature. Uh, but but all, overall, our focus was pretty good. Seems like you came out firing on all cylinders, 41 first-half points. Talk about your offensive performance and, and how well did the offense perform in the first well, half? Well, very, very pleased. Our quarterback play was pretty efficient, um, you know, 10 of 14. Uh, offensive line played played pretty well. Our coaching staff does a phenomenal job week to week of getting our guys uh, where they need to be, and and you know just being able to communicate uh, in practice, post practice, whatever it may be. Our coaching staff does a great job. Very pleased and very blessed uh, to have those guys work with me. Uh, but our offense yesterday, uh, you know, was one of those deals where we had several guys contribute, which we've had several guys contribute all year, uh, and and so it was a good night overall. Mason Bowman goes over 1,000 yards for the season. I think it was a 58-yard run in the first half that put him over the milestone, and now he's right at 1,100 yards. Just the season in general for Mason, and did you kind of know going into the football game that that milestone was possible to reach? You know, honestly, we did, and, you know, a lot of times we don't, we don't you know, keep, keep stats like that or, or you know, 
play into mind of stats like that. But uh, when you have a chance to to get a young man uh, over a thousand yards this early in the season, you, you want to make sure that you honor that, and you want to you know give him uh, uh, the praise of of his efforts. And so we wanted to make sure that once we knew that uh, had been eclipsed, that we wanted to announce that because that's a huge honor for him, and it's something that we can continue to work. Uh, hopefully to get him more throughout the year. What have you seen in his growth and development as a football player during his time at Monterey? Well, you know, number one, his work ethic is tremendous. And, uh, you know, the development of his body uh, in the weight room, uh, he has a lot of, you know, God-given skills. But he also works extremely hard to to make his craft even better. And uh, when you just watch him as a player, his development from his freshman year, just learning to run different tracks, learning to run, you know, in between the tackles and, and trust his blockers more. Uh, you know, a lot of times youth league guys, middle school guys, they're, they're just so much bigger. They're so much faster. Uh, you know, the blocking scheme really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And uh, for him, he's been able to develop uh, the trust of his offensive line and his tight ends, and, and that's made him even more efficient to, to break the big runs. What are some things you've seen in your team improve as the season's gone on? I mean, five and one, you've got to be happy with that. But what are some things that have progressed that gives you the thought that, hey, this team has got a chance to go far this year? Well, you know, number one, our team camaraderie is is what I feel pretty strong. Um, you know, we have we have guys at all four levels of grade classes that contribute. Uh, and, and so, you know, I do feel that our team is pretty close. They take care of each other. Um, they're not selfish. You know, a lot of times at, at this level, um, you know, young men can be selfish or be jealous of others. And, and you know, it's one of those things that, that we talk about. And, and I hope uh, that our parents aren't jealous of others uh, because sometimes that creeps in. Sure. And, and that's something that can tear teams apart. Uh, is the jealousy factor and, and knock on wood up to this point we've not had that it's a you know when when you see guys make plays on film all of a sudden you're seeing you know nine or ten other guys celebrating as soon as the play happens uh, and and it's not about one person Monterey coach Scott Hughes joining us on the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders coach next week you got Waverly and uh, we were talking before we went on the air about how the scheduling is gone this year of course COVID wreaked some havoc early on and still having it say so in a few games here and there but this Waverly game was not originally on the Monterey schedule uh, what happened that brought that on the schedule and kind of what's happening moving forward with your with your football schedule well we, we originally had Pickett County week seven uh, and that was a game that we set you know uh, about a year ago just because we were leaving that region uh, and, and both of us in a five-team region and and we kind of with all those other teams made it agreement that we would play whoever had the same bye week to help scheduling uh, and, and unfortunately they they had to drop football because of some issues and uh, hate that for those young men and hopefully they'll get football back uh, but we we kind of went through the year looking for a game because we didn't want to go two or three weeks without a game right and, and coach Bolden uh, unfortunately has been dealt you know some really bad cards this year uh, and they lost a few games due to, to unforeseen circumstances and uh, so we were able to get together uh, it's a huge challenge for our program uh, it's a game that uh, most people are going to have us as a huge underdog, uh, and rightfully so. Waverly was a semifinal team last year uh, and ranked either sixth or seventh in 3A this year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, again, we're stepping up in a class, and uh, when you play a top-10 team, and you know, you're kind of <laughs> stepping up about two classes. Uh, but uh, hopefully our community will, will turn out. It is a home game for us, and, and hopefully our young men will show up in, a, in another, uh, and I kind of cliche now, another – big contest for us i know coaches 
take it a week at a time in terms of preparation for your upcoming opponent. But in some aspects, I guess you're kind of familiar with the teams that are on your schedule. Is it a little more difficult preparing for a team like Waverly that maybe you – you, you know you weren't expecting to play as the season began, but now that they're on a schedule, it's a little more difficult to prepare for them. It is uh, to an extent. Um, at this point in the year, you know, you have you have so many adjustments already in. You have so many things already in because, you know, week to week we've already seen uh, the full gamut of offensive and defensive philosophies. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at the, the schedule we've played with the variance of of classifications and, and the variance of philosophies. Uh, you know, we kind of have our base stuff in for what you're going to do. Then we just have to adjust to the fine-tuning of, of what you do. You know, Waverly's a no-huddle team, uh, so that that's going to be a different element because we're not going to be able to, to communicate and have as long. So we've got to get our, our tempo adjustments in and things of that nature. So, you know, the good thing is we don't have to install our bases. We've just got to go and tinker kind of what – Cater, cater to what you do, as I guess you could say. Coach, moving ahead after that, I know your your uh, fall break's coming up, of course, and uh, you got the bye week coming up, and uh, a big game right around the corner for you is Oneida on October 15th, and I know you're not looking that far ahead right now, but uh, uh, that's a big game and a couple of big region games coming up, and down that home stretch, you're going to have some tough contests. What do you see as this region starts to play out a little bit? Do you think that'll be the maybe the one game that could determine the region championship? I, you know, I, I wasn't for sure on this. I found out uh, late in the week we are Oneida's last region game, so that that is going to uh, you know have huge playoff implications out of our region. Uh, traditional power, great football team, uh, hard place to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that that's a place that that when you talk about East Tennessee football. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people know and recognize that place. <laughs> uh, so we're going to have our hands full going there, and uh, you know we're we're blessed. Uh, you know, I was talking about it with our seniors and our whole football team last night. Uh, this football team, uh, you know, being two and zero in the region, has given themselves an opportunity uh, to host another playoff game. And and to the best of my knowledge, our school has never hosted three years in a row. Wow. Uh, so you know they're they're. You know they're playing for some stuff that that's never been done, and and very proud of those young men to have that opportunity. And all the credit goes to to those young men and the work that they're doing to put themselves in that situation. But they've got to go and they got to take care of business to have that opportunity to play in our stadium in November. Does your team have that hunger? Do you think to to really get that home playoff game to to win this region championship? I believe so. Uh, very strong senior class that that. You know, you always talk about the guys before you and and having good leaders before you. And and this senior class was blessed, um, you know, as freshmen and sophomores to have great leaders and Mm -hmm. and to be a part of some successful football teams. Uh, You know, this this group of sophomores, several of these guys played on a team that, you know, made school history and went 10 and 0. Uh, You know, they they were a huge part of a team last year that won a playoff game and went on the road and and took the state semi or state runner up. You know, late in the game. Yeah. Uh, so this team has the makeup and has the mental, uh, you know, the mental thought that they they can be successful. And and so when you have that leadership, the great thing about that leadership is you get to experience it now and you get to see it. But you hope that they can help instill that leadership into those next groups and continue that tradition. 
Well, so far so good for the team. A lot of success in the uh, first six games, five and one overall on the season. And again, 48-24, the win over the Tennessee Heat last night. Coach, I know some big games down the stretch. Good luck to you and the team. And uh, just looking forward to see what happens for the rest of the season for the Monterey Wildcats. We appreciate it very much. Uh, you know, very excited anytime we get to come and, and talk about our team and highlight our athletes and our program. And, and it's more than just our program, it's our community as well. So thank you guys for having us on. Coach Scott Hughes from the Monterey Wildcats joining us this morning on the High School Playbook. The Clay County Bulldogs rallied from a 14-7 deficit at the start of the fourth quarter last night, scoring two touchdowns in the final frame to overcome Westmoreland last night, 21-14. Coach Jake Johnson joins us by telephone. Coach, down 14-7 going into that final quarter. What was the mindset going into the fourth quarter? Uh, you know, honestly, uh, nobody really had their heads down. Nobody, um, you know, typically when you seem to get down like that, kids start to be packing it in, start to get nervous, make mistakes. But, uh you know, our kids were still fired up and gassed up and, and honestly, um, you know, just had confidence enough in each other that we can still pull this thing out. A team has got to have a level of resiliency to get to 5-0, and you know, staying undefeated through half the halfway point of the season. Do you feel like this team has a good level of that resiliency? Yes, I, you know, and I think we're getting there more and more each week. And, uh, you know, the thing I'm the most proud of is young men is, is overcoming uh, you know, when bad things happen, even be it self-inflicted or a bad bounce ball, it's the level of adversity, um, you know, that they can overcome and just get back to work. Coach, what is it that makes this team special this year? Is it uh, the leadership of the team? Is it a camaraderie? What, what makes it special? You know, I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, you know, our guys in the locker room are, are together more than just in the locker room or more than just at, at ball practice. I mean, they do everything together. They grew up together. Uh, you know, they've been together their whole lives. And, you know, leadership-wise, you know, we've got two seniors uh, in Wade Coons and Carson Sharp who have, uh, you know, uh, eat, slept, and uh, breathed, you know, Clay County football for ever. Uh They've been immediate impact players. They've both started since they've been freshmen. So, you know, like I said, it's a little bit of a mixture of both between those guys' leadership and, uh, you know, the level of, uh, honestly, it feels like family with these guys in the locker room. Coach, I want to talk about your defense. And uh, you and I talked a little before we went on the air about Westmoreland. They're 0-6, but uh, I've maintained that they are probably the best 0-6 team in the state. They've played a high level of competition and it took a gritty effort for you last night. But we've seen that from your defense all season long. What is it about your defense this year that just makes them so gritty, and who are some of the players that, that kind of lead that effort? Well, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a mentality. It's an attitude. And, uh, you know, for the most part, we're not the biggest guys in the world. You know, we're a little bit undersized, but, you know, we got some speed. We fly around to the ball. And, uh it's just a, just a nasty physical mentality. And, uh, you know, we mentioned leadership. Uh, you know, the guy in the middle plays our middle linebacker, Wade Coons, is, has been everything for us. You know, he's the quarterback of the defense. Um, he's what makes the machine go. Uh, but, I mean, you've got so many different names out there as far as from the, the front end to the back end. And especially on the D-line, we're starting to rotate some guys up. So guys are just buying into the mentality. 
We're speaking with Coach Jake Johnson of the Clay County Bulldogs on the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Walk me through that fourth quarter, if you will. What was it that got the rally started? Uh, another senior. <laughs> you know, the one we, we mentioned also, Carson Sharp, uh, with the big interception uh, to kind of set up that, that last scoring drive. Um, had a really nice return. Uh, you know, freshman quarterback Nate Adams, I think, was three for four on that drive with a touchdown with 19-ish seconds left. Uh, you know, and he is, he's been absolutely phenomenal for us. Like somewhere around uh, seven touchdowns, no interceptions, uh, you know, feeling for the injured Keaton Arms. Um, but that, that was the big pivotal momentum swing there. And, you know, with six seconds left in the game, uh, we get another interception via Carson Sharp and uh, just calling in the, the, the victory formation. It's nice to be able to, uh, to, to end with that one. Coach, you talk about having a freshman quarterback and Nate Arms that goes out there in a pressure situation. Now, a high school freshman, that's tough being put in, under those circumstances. What really makes him special that he just goes out there cool as an ice cube and is able to lead that rally? Uh, you know, his pocket awareness and his poise as far as from the quarterback position, uh, something that, that he possesses that you don't see at a lot of even older kids. Uh, he's very good at uh, pocket mobility. Uh, work in the pocket, always keeping his eyes downfield, has very quick release, and, you know, gives our guys a chance to make a play on the ball. I mean, that's all you can ask for. But, I mean, he's a competitor. Uh, he's not He's not a rah-rah guy, very, very intelligent. But, I mean, he, he's played some very impressive ball, uh, I mean, regardless of his age. Coach, the home stretch begins this upcoming week in region play. You get Red Boiling Springs, and as of right now, you're really in control of your own destiny, sitting at 1-0. and oh. How important are these last few games going to be? You're going to see a lot of uh, region competition in the next few weeks. Oh, you know, it's the last leg of the season uh, always seems to be the most important because that really determines postseason. Uh, that determines seeding. That really determines on where you're playing in the postseason. Uh, you know, if we get a win this next Friday, you know, we, we lock up at minimum second in the region. That guarantees our guys another home game. But uh, this backstretch is everything. And, you know, uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, when uh, everything comes out around week 11, you know, the, the region championship will be played at Gordonsville. Well, Coach Jake Johnson, we wish you the best of luck. A fantastic start to the season at 5-0, and and uh, just keep up the momentum, and uh, we look forward to talking to you down the road. Thank you. Coach Jake Johnson joining us on the High School Playbook. Tough night for the Livingston Academy Wildcats as they fall on the road to Jackson County. The Blue Devils with their homecoming snap, a losing streak of their own, 21 nothing. the uh, win for Jackson County. Livingston coach Dale Flatt joins us via telephone this morning. Coach, I know it was a tough loss for your young team last night. I know this season's been a growing process for your young team, but what did you see last night in terms of growth and development that uh, really gives you some sign that this young team really is getting better? You know, we had a lot of clock control. Uh, we tried to uh, we tried to run the ball and we run it all the way up and down the field. Uh, the only bad thing is we didn't get it in the end zone, and, and I think that 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 clock control kind of shows maturity. You know, it shows that uh, our bunch is is uh, controlling the game a little bit, which 
is something that maybe we hadn't done in the past. Uh, and, and I think that's big for a program. You know, you see things uh, here and there. You know, you see them in spurts that we're, if we just need to get it all together. When you talk about the maturity and being able to move up and down the field, control the clock, that's a positive for sure. But when you're not able to punch it into the end zone, how does that kind of affect your players' mindsets, especially for a young team? Oh, it affects it a lot. And I think it affects all of us, you know, even the coaches. Uh, you know, we, I don't know. Of course, when you, get, when you get in that red zone, everything gets a little tighter. It's a little tougher. Um, it, it's harder to do than to have a big long play and just run it in. So, it, you know, it, it you know, you, you try so hard and you get down there and you don't get in that, that just kind of, it's a big letdown, uh, for sure. For younger teams, a lot of times you hear the defense comes around before the offense does. And it seems like Livingston Academy has, has played some pretty good defense in recent weeks. Do you see that? And do you feel like the defense maybe is getting its legs more so a little quicker than the offense? I do. Uh, you know, all season long, we've, we've had some pretty good defense. Of course, I, you know, if you uh, if you don't score points, it, it, it it's hard for the defense just to keep on, uh, you know, every series to uh, perform like they are to. But, but you know, our, I, th- I don't know. Defense is, uh, I, I guess, kind of easier to, uh, to adjust and to make plays and and to make things happen, uh, you got to I guess, put more strategy into an offense, and, and, and it, I think that's why it makes it harder to to try to get the offense going. I know when you sit down and watch the film, you'll find some things and uh, see things that maybe you didn't see the first time last night. But just based on what you recall from last night's performance, who were some players that uh, really stepped their game up that you thought had a nice game last evening? Well, I thought Nathan Kogel had a great game. Uh, he played on. Uh, he played linebacker on defense, and I don't know how many tackles he made. Uh, you know, he made several good tackles, and and he run the ball pretty good as well. Um, you know, and I think uh, Brody Coffey, uh done pretty good job. There were some open receivers that uh, we'd like for him to get to, and and of course he's scrambling around a lot. And, and I've actually talked to him a little bit about. You know, when nothing's there, just to take off. And he's been doing that a little bit. And he's a pretty good runner whenever he takes off. We're speaking with Livingston Academy coach Dale Flatt on the high school playbook. Coach, you put the last six games behind you. You've got four more games to go. And you've got a lot of region competition left. DeKalb County coming up this week, Cumberland County, Upperman. And you got a little bit of work to do. But the one thing you do know you know, there's still a shot at the postseason. What's the mindset as you get ready for practice and get ready for DeKalb County this week? Well, you know, I, I told our kids at the end of the game last night, you know, we we got to just go back and keep on trying. And uh, I, I don't uh, I, I'm, I don't feel like our kids want to give up. I don't feel like I want to give up. You know, I think we have to take it one week at a time and we have to just keep on trying. Um uh, you know, and if you keep on trying, you're going to succeed sooner or later. It's homecoming also coming up this week for Livingston Academy, which is, I guess, a little bizarre since you're playing home games at Tucker Stadium at Tennessee Tech this year. But coaches seem to always, yeah, a little bit about the the homecoming festivities. Do you feel like it might be somewhat a distraction this week? 
I do. Uh, I'm not big on homecoming stuff. I, uh, I just want to, you know, play the football game. But, but I, I think it's good for the kids. The kids enjoy that. You know, they they need some time to have fun and and do things like that. Uh, but I, I kind of leave that homecoming stuff to everybody else, and and we'll just coach football and and play football and and do whatever we need to do. Livingston and DeKalb County have had a pretty good football rivalry in recent years. And uh, does it, when it comes to a rivalry game, you feel like give your team just a little bit more oomph as they do prepare for the game? You know, uh, I, I don't I don't know how the kids feel. Of course, uh, you know, being with them for, the, I guess, the first time since about four years, uh, as far as rivalries and things like that, I, you know, in, in years past, uh, it's been a big rivalry, and I think we, you know, a lot of our region games, uh, I, I think it's great competition, you know, between two schools that are close together, and and uh, and I love to see our kids getting powered up and getting ready to go against somebody that's close to us, and uh, love that rivalry feeling, and, and, you know, just kids getting powered up and just wanting to play. Well, Coach, we know you, your staff, and the team are going to continue to work hard, and we wish you the best of luck against DeKalb County and throughout the remainder of the season. Thank you. Livingston Academy, again, will be hosting DeKalb County at Tennessee Tech coming up on Friday night in Livingston's homecoming game. Big win for Stone Memorial last night. They shut out York Institute 29-0. We'll talk to head coach Derek Samber when the high school playbook returns, presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Stone Memorial improves to 4-2 on the season. They get a big win last night at home over York Institute, 29-0. Coach Derek Samber here with us at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. Coach, when I see a goose egg on the opposite side of the scoreboard, I naturally think defense. Were you pleased with the defensive effort last night? Really pleased with the defensive effort. Uh, an option team, York will run a lot of options, so that always makes the week of preparation a headache. But our kids had a really good week of practice, uh, and then, of course, it showed on Friday night. Uh, we played a good brand of defensive football for most of the season, honestly, and uh, to finally get that goose egg on the board is a good result and good feeling. Talk about the philosophy of the defense. You talk about an aggressive brand. What what philosophy do you teach and preach for your defense? Well, it starts with pursuit uh, and just getting 11 hats to the ball. Uh, we do a drill each day in practice that is just our kids running to the football, and that's I think that cures a lot of mistakes. Okay, you know, uh, sometimes the guy's going to get the best of you up front. Uh, you may you – may, uh, not getting the hip or, or fit correctly, uh, but if you'll run to the football, good things are going to happen. What were some plays that got your team going last night against York Institute? We scored on the first couple drives of the game, uh, executed some of our shot plays, had a couple screens in uh, that we executed and made explosive plays off of that. Uh, and then something I'm pretty proud of, Tom, is uh, for – uh, the fifth time in six games, our defense or special teams has scored. Uh, so we had a block punt for a score in the second half. I think as a final score, uh, and uh, stuff like that, it really gets the team going. When somebody other than the offense scores, that's exciting. Fans get into it as well. Who were some players that stepped up and had a big night for you? Hunter Headland's here with us. Uh, our quarterback uh, started the game really strong. We sat him the second half uh, with the lead that we had. Uh, Houston Woody uh, returned a block punt. Uh, and caught a touchdown pass. Caleb Flowers has had a good year for us all year at receiver. Um, the transfers were really good last night. We got several seniors on the line of scrimmage that we asked to play both ways. Didn't get a whole lot up in the run game. And then offensively, we were executing our run game pretty well. So all those guys up front had a pretty good night. You're going to have a big stretch of region games coming up. And I know you put a lot 
of emphasis on every game, but you look at those region games. What are some things that you're still kind of trying to work out as you get set for the stretch run? Well, just taking care of us. Um, you know, we know that, that there's uh, three region games left on our schedule, and that's going to determine playoff seating. So uh, there are three good football teams we're seeing too. So how do we respond to adversity? Uh, how are we in big moments that matter? Uh, that's going to be the difference in our seating and, and whether or not we get into the playoffs. Coach, I want to go back a little bit. When you first came to Stone Memorial, you really kind of changed the culture, the philosophy, everything. Talk about that process a little bit. What what went into kind of changing the way it was to the way you've got it now? Well, honestly, it's, it's a culture and it's a philosophy, but it, it's just my identity, if I'm being honest. Uh, I just try to be myself with the kids every day. Uh, I love what I do. I love our kids. I love our school, our administration. Um, and in terms of culture and identity, we really do. We've got good kids. They've bought in from the start, and that makes it really easy. Coach Derek Samber joining us on the high school playbook, the head coach at Stone Memorial. Coach, when you look at the region, you talked about three good football teams coming up, but I'd argue this region really has stepped up this year. Of course, Upperman coming in uh, brings a whole new element to it, but Cumberland County's improved this year. I know Livingston's had some struggles, but they're still Livingston. Do you think this is the best you've seen this region in your time at Stone Memorial top to bottom? Absolutely, and I've always thought we've got a good group uh, of coaches, good group of programs, and in the Upper Cumberland, talent's up and down from time to time. Sure. You'll have a big class come through or something to that effect. But absolutely, it's competitive this year. I know Coach Rapp at, at Cumberland County has them competitive, and, and they're a 500-football team right now, put a lot of wins on the board. Making it to cab are always well-coached. Livingston did a good job with us, and I, I'm sure they're going to finish their season strong even as a young football team. Right now, Upperman, I guess, is the class of the region or, or 2-0, and um, and Macon sitting there 2-0 as well, I think. Uh, but, yes, it's competitive region, well-coached, great guys across the board. Board. Uh, and, again, that makes it fun to compete. Now, I'm going to get your players' thoughts on this when we get to them here in just a few minutes. But Cumberland County, Stone Memorial, it's an inter-county rivalry. I don't guess coaches get as wrapped up as maybe players do in a rivalry. But uh, uh, Cumberland County, as we mentioned, they're much improved this year. What about them, really, have you got your focus on right now? Well, um, right now just watching film and preparing from a schematic standpoint. But, yeah, you can't deny, you know, a lot of these kids went to school together. Uh, in the elementary schools, maybe played uh, peewee ball together and stuff. And, and stuff like that matters. When kids are familiar with each other on a personal level, uh, th there's more to that football game. All right, Stone Memorial, Cumberland County, of course, coming up this week. And uh, we've got some Stone Memorial players that are actually here. We're going to get them uh, on the air here with us in just a few moments as we're talking Stone Memorial football on the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Stone Memorial again a big winner last night, 29-0 over York Institute to improve to 4-2 overall on the season. We're joined by Coach Derek Samper and a couple of players here. Quarterback Hunter Hevelon and lineman Demarius Moore. We'll talk to them in just a minute. Coach, I'll get you to tell us a little bit about these two young men. What what really makes them stand out and make them special for the Stone Memorial football team? Well, these two are kind of the gas pedal of our offense is our center and quarterback. Uh, and we do. We want to go tempo. It's, it's big for us. Uh, and they've both done a tremendous job this year. Hunter is a junior, um, is a sophomore last year, started for us mostly at receiver, mm -hmm. played a couple games at quarterback, and then uh, we kind of opened up a quarterback competition this offseason, and he took it and ran with it. And uh, has made some really big plays. Uh, he's been much better with his decision-making as the season's gone on. Um, and obviously he's, he's a big part of what we do. Hunter Havilon, we're going to bring you on to the microphone and talk to you just a little bit, the quarterback. And uh, when you hear your coach heaping praise on you, how does that make you feel? <laughs> it honestly makes me feel pretty good because I, I know I worked really hard to get the spot, and it 
I, I just, it feels good. Hunter, what are some things that you worked on in the off season, in fall camp and stuff, some things you really put emphasis on for you to get better as a quarterback? Honestly, improving my arm speed and just making sure my arm is strong enough and just running through routes with my receivers, getting to build a chemistry between them and just having a good connection with everybody. I think everybody that's ever wanted to play football or has played football, everybody wants to be the quarterback. Go into the mindset of a quarterback and talk about some of the most difficult things that the quarterback faces, you know, from weekend and went out. What would those things be? Honestly, uh, just having like a quick mind. Like you make a bad play, you always you got you gotta have a quick mind. You gotta lose that play and go into the next series and have a good drive, and you gotta read. You got to read the defense, but other than that, quarterback's amazing. <laughs> I got to know though, what's it like when you got a 250, 300 pound lineman that's about <laughs> oh, let's say two yards from where you are, and there's nobody between you and him. <laughs> Honestly, just try to find the closest window to get out of that, <laughs> so he don't come and sit on me. <laughs> We're talking about Cumberland County and Stone Memorial playing this Friday earlier, and uh, let me get your thoughts on that to both Inner County. Um, do you feel like it's a big time rivalry? Are you excited? Maybe a little more excited about this football game in particular? Oh, I'm excited. It's just I, I played with some of those boys over there in middle school, and uh, I don't see the big point in it. I mean, it's a crosstown rival, but it's another region game that we got to go out and play lights out to hopefully go two and one in the region. What do you feel like the this team can accomplish by the end of the regular season? Where do you see yourself being, and where would you like to be? Honestly, I'd like to win every game after this, but we just got to focus on one game a week, go through that week, and hopefully come out with a dub and just hopefully be number two seed in the region. Let's bring Demarius Moore to the microphone. And, Demarius, you're the center, correct, on the offensive line? Yes, sir. All right, first thing I've got to know, if you do something wrong between center quarterback exchange, what does Hunter say to you first thing? <laughs> I'm good. i got to fix it. <laughs> do you two have a pretty good working relationship, not just on the field but off the field? Yes, sir. Talk about that relationship some off the field. What, you know, what camaraderie have you guys developed that, that helps you when you're on the football field? Just communicating outside of school about our plays and what we got to go through the, in practice, outside of practice, just communicating with each other. Now, asking a quarterback what kind of leader he is on the field might, you know, be a little difficult. But I'm going to ask you as the center, when you're in the huddle, when you're, you know, getting ready to, for the plays, when you're in a big drive, for instance, talk about Hunter and his leadership role on the field. What is that like? What is he like as a leader? I think he's a great leader. Um, he keeps everybody cool. He's, he's good about that. What are the good things about Stone Memorial? What are the strengths and maybe the weaknesses of your team in the trenches? Uh, we all play together. We, we communicate very well. Um, I think that's one of our biggest strengths. Play in and play out as a lineman. What's it like when you're constantly going up against a big body, sometimes I'm sure a bigger body than you and sometimes a little bit smaller? What's that like? It's just, it's just another guy. You know, he's, he's still human just like me. No, ever, now, have you ever get, gotten beaten by a smaller player and was oh, like, <laughs> what's, what's the mindset there when you got a little guy and all of a sudden he's getting the best of you? 
I mean, usually if it's a little guy, he's a lot faster than me. Demarius, I'll ask you the same question about the Cumberland County game. Again, an inter-county rivalry between the two schools. And uh, what's your take on that, and how do you feel about uh, the game coming up on Friday? Uh, It's a region game, so I know we have to win that. Um, But other than that, it's just another region game. What do you feel this team can accomplish by the end of the season? I'm hoping to win every game. All right. Well, we wish you guys a lot of luck in doing so. Coach, I'll come back to you for just a moment. And uh, very impressed by the composure. You guys a great mindset here. And it seems like something that your entire team probably embraces is a good positive mindset. Is that the case? Yes, and we talk a lot about that. Let me talk about DeMar. Um, I got to brag on Hunter. DeMar is a freshman, Mm -hmm. was a part of our program. Uh, And I had my doubts whether or not he should be as a freshman. I didn't know if that kid was going to make it. Um, But he is absolutely – he works as hard as anybody on our team. Uh, He's as good a leader as we've got. Uh, He's one of those guys that that really – he's the source of the positive energy a lot of times. And so just really proud of him. We ask a lot of him at center and on the defensive line, uh, and and he goes above and beyond. So really proud of him. In terms of a positive mindset, we really preach that 1-0, you know. Uh, And certainly we know there's things out there by the end of the season we can accomplish, but it all starts with that week. Um, you know, we, we want to beat everybody, but that starts with beating that one team we got that week. Well, that team this week is going to be Cumberland County and, some, uh, of course, some tough region games down the stretch. And, uh, uh, Coach, we wish you the best. And uh, some good news, I guess, for you guys. COVID has not been too much of a factor in terms of football. And, uh, no, it has been for a lot of teams. But, you know, how good does that feel that you've been able to get through most of the season with really no issues to speak of? Well, it makes that 1-0 mindset each week that much easier uh, to preach to the kids because each week, you know, you see out there on Twitter or whatever, uh, so-and-so's game is canceled, so-and-so's game is canceled. So we can't get beyond one week. We just hope to make it to Friday each week and get to play that game, have an opportunity to compete uh, and play the game these kids love. Okay, so uh, in terms of COVID, uh, I think it makes us appreciate things a little bit more. Coach Derek Samber, the Stone Memorial Panthers, Hunter, Demarius, thank you guys for stopping by. Wish you the best of luck throughout the rest of the season. Hey, thanks for all you do for high school football in our area. Uh, It means a lot to these kids. This is a great experience for them. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. We're going to head down to White County now via telephone. The White County Warriors last night had a tough road test as they traveled over to Wilson County to take on uh, Green Hill, a relatively young program. Coach Mark Frazier on the phone with us. Coach, how tough was it going up against a young but still very talented program at Green Hill? Well, you know, I, I feel like a big part of it was us. We came in, I think we had a a big win against Cookville. Then we played Mount Julia, which everybody was patting the kids on the back. And, hey, you guys did a great job. And I, I don't know if they realize, you know, what um, what it takes to win region games back-to-back-to-back weeks and to and to, uh, to know that the other team is not just going to lay down for you. Um, Green Hill's a good football team. Obviously, they're 5-1 and one now, so I'm not taking anything away from them. But we, we did not bring our best effort. It was a flat team, which a lot of that's my fault. Got to get kids ready to play, but Came out, got punched in the mouth early with an early touchdown, and then you know, we respond, tied up, and then a uh, couple fumbles and a couple blown coverages later, and you're, you know, the game's out of reach in the first half. So, just a poorly played game. It's one of the worst games as far as me being the White County football coach that I've been a part of. So, just uh, we got a lot of things to go back to the drawing board and try to fix. You talk about back-to-back-to-back region games, and that is tough. How tough is it to kind of prepare yourself and your team mentally, physically for the grinds of consecutive games like that in region play? 
Well, it's a little new to us. You know, the first two years I was here was non-region. Now, obviously, you prepare for every game, but I, I, I tell them, you know, how important this game is. But, you know, I think there, it was. it's easy to get up. Cookville is not a region game. It's easy to get up for Cookville because they're a rival. Mount Juliet ranked second in the state, so it's easy for the kids to see that. And then, you know, you go into Green Hill, and they just don't, you know, I feel like that we, we've got to learn as a coach staff, as a coach, me personally, and, and uh, how to motivate every week and realize – you know, we can't uh, – we've got to play 100% every night or we can't win. We're not good enough to, to come in and not play, um, you know, give give effort on every single play. Um, we're just not talented enough. We're capable of playing with anybody if we do that. But, you know, 16-, 17-year-old kids sometimes don't realize that. And so, you know, that's part of my job and our job. We've got to get them ready to play. Uh, every week and do a little better job of that so i'll take take blame we got another one coming this week so it's going to be the same deal you know our backs to the wall we're basically playoff we've got to win every game we've got region wise to have any shots playoffs so hopefully we'll have their attention this week and, and we can put out a little bit better performance Coach, it seems like offensively you're pretty much getting the job done. We've seen this team be able to put up quite a few points throughout the course of the season. Do you feel like your offense right now is is giving you a little bit more and your defense still has a little bit of work to do? Yeah, there's no doubt it defensively. The last two games have been been pretty disastrous to, to get down to it. Um, we've, we've, you know, early on in the year played really well on defense. Uh, you know, sometimes defense has a little bit to do with who you're playing. So we played against Mount Julie with a lot of athletes. We struggled a little bit there. And then last week or last night with Creighton Hill, had a you know by one kid we made him look like a superstar. He's, he was an athletic player. Secondary wise, we we really struggled. Um, lost our safety on about the fourth fifth play of the game. That didn't help any. Uh, guys have got to step up. And like I said, we've got to do a little bit better job of coaching as well. So defensively, we've got to we've got to figure something out um, for these last four. Or like I said, that'll be the only four we have left. So, got to find something quickly this week. We're speaking with Y County head football coach Mark Frazier on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. You mentioned earlier that the players, you know, getting the pats on the back, the you know, the big win over Cookville, played exceptionally well against Mount Juliet. Have they bought into that a little too much, in your opinion, that, that maybe it's gone to their head a little bit and they've got to kind of take a step back from that? Well, that's kind of one thing, you know, when you look for answers. I know that we did not have the same uh, week of practice that we'd had the previous rest of the season, to be honest with you. So uh, it, it's part of the growing process, I think. Um, you know, you talk about a program before we came on air that's, that's had some struggles in the past. You know, that's what we've had. And you, you taste a little success. Sometimes that success is – you got to learn how to handle that as well, you know, and, and it's it's something that we as a program have to learn to, uh, you know, you get a win. And then, you know, uh, the Mount Juliet loss is one thing I guess it bothers me, the fact that we lose and, and people, you know, and I appreciate the fact that people think you're improving, but still a loss. Um, so we, we've got to learn how to handle that. You know, we've got to learn to uh, harness the good vibes and turn it into better play. Um but definitely felt like we had a letdown this week. It was really disappointed in the effort. Um, I just think that, um, you know, we've got to come out and play hard every night, and we, we just didn't do it last night. Friday night you get Wilson Central, and uh, Wilson Central coming off a tough loss to Mount Julie. This is a good region when you re really look at it top to bottom. What uh, what do you feel like issues that Wilson Central is going to pose to your team? Well, I think defensively, 
you know, I've not gotten to see them a ton. I've, I've got to watch them against some, some Lebanon earlier. I've not gotten to see their Mount Juliet game last night. But if they shut Mount Juliet to 14 points, their defense is really good. Um, every score you see is 7-6 to and 14-7. So, um, you know, we're going to have to come out and, and execute on offense. And then defensively, we obviously can't get into a shootout with a team like this if, if they're going to limit you to points. We've got to do the same on defense. So we're going to have to have a valiant effort on both sides to, to be competitive in this game. But like, like I said, our back's to the wall. We, we have to win this game. There's no, no way around it if we want to get into the playoffs. So if, um, you know, we'll see how the kids respond. And, and like I said, it'll be a tough test. But, uh, you know, hopefully we'll come back and, and have a lot better effort next week. Coach Mark Frazier, thank you for the time this morning. Good luck against uh, Wilson Central and throughout the rest of the season. I appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, Coach Mark Frazier, joining us this morning on the High School Playbook. Green Hill knocks off White County 56-27. to White County's record even at 3-3 three and three on the season. We'll recap Friday night and look ahead when we come back to the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Recapping scores across the Upper Cumberland for Friday night, Clay County rallies from a 14-7 deficit in the fourth quarter to beat Westmoreland 21-14 as Clay County stays undefeated at 5-0 on the season. Gallatin sends Cookville to their fourth consecutive loss, the Green Wave with a 28-12 win at Cookville last night. Cumberland County, they're back to 500 and get their first road win since 2015. 24-10, the final score at Polk County last night. DeKalb County leads 35-7 at the half. They roll 49-7 over Cannon County at homecoming. Isaac Knowles accounts for five touchdowns for the DeKalb County Tigers. Jackson County on homecoming shuts out Livingston Academy 21-0. Monterey, Mason Bowman eclipses the 1,000-yard mark with three first-half touchdowns as Monterey doubles up Tennessee Heat 48-24. Monterey improves to 5-1 overall on the season. Stone Memorial with a 29-0 shutout of York Institute. Stone Memorial, as they prepare for Cumberland County, improves to 4-2 overall on the season. Opperman gets touchdown runs from Terrence Detman and Jackson Rollins as they double up Watertown in a tough defensive battle last night, 16-8 the final score. It was Siegel over Warren County by 42-12 count. Green Hill knocks off White County 56-27. And some other area games of interest, Gordonsville, the number five ranked team in Class 1A. They go on the road to take on the number eight team, and they shut out Coalfield 21-0 the final score. Good win for Macon County last night. The Tigers go to O-Region rival Portland and pull out a 24-21 victory. It was Whitwell with a big 58-14 convincing win over Red Boiling Springs last night. And in Hartsville, old rivals met for the first time in about 15 years. It was Trialsdale County over Smith County, 34-16. Bryson Claiborne in that game had 155 yards on just eight carries with four touchdowns. Games coming up next Friday night around the Upper Cumberland. Clay County will host Red Boiling Springs in a Region 4 1A clash as Clay County looks to take one more step closer to a region championship. Cookville will visit Alcoa, Cumberland County, and Stone Memorial, as we mentioned. DeKalb County at Livingston Academy, homecoming for the Wildcats next week. Monterey will be hosting Waverly, and it will be Upperman in a big game in Region 4-4A, taking on Macon County. Want to thank our on-site producer today, Franklin McCarthy, our studio producer, Will Hearn. Want to thank our coaches for taking time to be with us today. 
Scott Hughes of Monterey, Jake Johnson of Clay County, Dale Flat of Livingston Academy, Derek Samber of Stone Memorial, and also Mark Frazier of White County. I'm Tom Duggan for the High School Playbook presented this week by Mountain Barn Builders.